you don't have to have a social media following to make money as a business. And I sometimes think that businesses focus on the wrong things. I definitely think there's other outlets that you're better off spending your time doing than trying to grow an Instagram following. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Sisters. Hopefully everyone is doing well, everyone's staying safe. We did a few episodes a few weeks ago, which was like, it seems like forever ago at this point because it was before this quarantine was in place and it's just a crazy world we're in right now. So hopefully you're all doing well. Today on the podcast, we're really excited to have Krista and Lindsay of the Almost 30 podcast on the show. If you haven't heard of the Almost 30 podcast, Almost 30 is an iTunes top 50 podcast and a global brand and community brought to life by LA-based best friends Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. We were really excited to interview them. We loved that they're best friends podcasting together. We could certainly relate to them with us being sisters podcasting together. And they have grown their brand tremendously over the past three years. So we we wanted to talk to them, talk to them about their strategy, what they've been doing with the podcast, as well as other digital pieces to their business like courses, retreats, their personal brands, and more. You guys should check out their podcast. It's called Almost 30 Podcasts. You can find it on anywhere you listen to podcasts. It has over 12 million downloads. The podcast has reached people in more than 161 countries. And the Almost 30 Nation community is made up of curious, conscious, and loyal listeners who gather at events all over the world. They're truly awesome. I'm in their Facebook group too. It's just such an amazing community. So definitely check them out. All right. So let's just get into the podcast. And here's what Krista and Lindsay have to say. Okay. So yeah, let's just dive into this. So Patty like has this thing about small talk that I don't understand, but she just (laughs) wants to like get into things. Like she's just here to start recording. (laughs) So... (laughs) wanted to um, ask you guys to tell our listeners about yourselves, um, what you're all about, how you started, your journey to where you are today, and like any obstacles. Just give us like the whole shebang. We want to hear it all. Yeah. So we started almost 30, um, four, three and a half years ago now. And um, we started it during our transition from our 20s to our 30s when we felt really lost. Um, I actually met Lindsay when I was pursuing what I thought would be my dream job as a soul cycle instructor. So I went through the audition process and I had to apply and write an essay and you have to perform a song and you had to do all this stuff and I didn't get it. So I thought I'd audition again. And the second audition I was connected with Lindsay and Lindsay was a soul cycle instructor already. And she helped me with my second audition for what I thought would be my dream job. And I didn't get it, but we were connected. And um, so as I was thinking, I was, you know, not getting a dream job. I was working at jobs. I hated these corporate jobs and I just felt so unfulfilled. And Lindsay was going through her own transitions with relationships and, and other things in her life. And we started to just really realize that we weren't the only ones that felt really lost in our 20s. We felt like, you know, there were so many questions that weren't answered. You know, we didn't learn about finances in college or high school. We didn't learn about finding your passion and pursuing that. We didn't learn how to have healthy relationships or Mm -hmm. how to nourish your body or how to connect to your spirit guides, whatever it is, all the topics we were interested in, no one ever talked about. So we decided to just start recording our conversations. And for seven months, we recorded on the closet floor. And um, eventually we launched our show and, you know, here we are. So it's been a bumpy ride, you know, creating something from nothing and deciding to quit our full-time jobs a year ago to pursue this full-time and now having a team um, that helps us run the business. Um, But it's been so rewarding for both of us just to Mm -hmm. pursue this and and chase our dreams. Oh my gosh, I bet. Yeah. And I guess you both thought that SoulCycle was like the thing for you for life, right? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) I literally did. So hard. So hard thought it. And I would like write down, I'd be like, I'm Krista, I'm a soul cycle instructor. I would like, I was like sitting on the the train in the subway and I'd be like, I'm a soul cycle instructor. (laughs) So crazy. I was obsessed. Yeah. I had no idea it was that hard to even be an instructor. It's crazy. Lindsay, you were an instructor for a while, right? 
Yeah, I was an instructor for four and a half years. I started in New York and then three months into teaching in New York, they asked me to move out to LA to open up Newport, which is not in LA. Um, (laughs) It was, (laughs) but it was actually one of the coolest experiences to be able to ironically create a community and learn how to do that, you know, in a really like authentic way, which actually served us, you know, later on the podcast. But SoulCycle was such a cool time for me to um, just like reconnect with my creative energy. It's like a different way to transmute it. But for so long, I was like killing myself working at the bars, you know, every night and really just not taking care of myself. And so Soul was like a way for me to come back to um, somewhat of a a clear purpose and like back to my body. And, right. um, it was a really, really cool time. I'm, I'm so grateful, uh, for that company. Awesome. They're, they're like, the environment is really like one that promotes, um, growth and, and I think they foster like the talent in a, a really unique way. So super grateful, but it was time, you know, yeah. it was time yeah. to, uh, not ride a bike 15 times every week. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, so I, I just got a Peloton actually. So I spin a lot Ooh. and I, I was going to like mm-hmm. spin classes before this, but I would always think that I'm like, how do these spin instructors teach like back to back classes? I just do not understand. Yeah. It's a lot. Your body strangely gets used to it, which I don't think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and your butt just gets raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. You're a numb butt. Truly. <laughs> I bet. So you guys started the podcast together. That's awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to work with your friend? Do you have disagreements about topics or things like that occasionally? Because I know we argue a lot, um, but we're also sisters. So that's just what we do. But do you guys like see eye to eye or are there times where it's a little challenging? I love your guys' eyes. <laughs> your guys' eyes are like saying everything. It's the best. The are the best. Um, so we don't disagree that much, to be honest. It's like very few and far in between. And I don't think that's, I think that's rare. Um, it's like, we're always on the same page with everything, you know, either we're always on the same page with our vision for the business. And if we, even if we feel like we don't have a vision, we're on that same page. So our energy is like everything to, to what we create. And, um, I just would say it's not for, it's not for everyone. You know, if you guys are not committed to, to growth and committed to like honesty and integrity within yourselves and within creating something, then it will not work. And I think we're such a special case, like for being able to create this in three years and being able to like work together as, been so special. And I really don't think it's for the faint of heart. You know, it pulls up Mm -hmm. all your shadow, all your, like all your stuff to start a business. So you really have to be committed to like working on that with someone. Um, and especially when money is involved, you know, money can make people do really weird things. And, you know, you see it on TV, you see it on movies all the time. Like it's always that, like, you know, the will, or like if someone passes the inheritance or if someone, um, gets a big investment, weird things happen. So we have to trust each other so deeply because, you know, we're entwined financially, which is so incredibly important. And if we, you know, what if Lindsay or I one day, like, it's so crazy to think that neither of us has been like, you know what, I kind of, I just want to stop. Like, it's so weird to think that that would be possible, you know, for Mm -hmm. other people starting businesses that someone could just be like, you know what, I think I'm out and it's never happened. And, you know, we're just so strong in that way. So it's just very unique and special, but it does take a lot of work. Yeah. I think like communication is definitely key when it comes to like business with another person, like the whole thing you said about honesty and like the vibe you have, which I have to ask, like, what are your Zodiac signs and are they compatible? (laughs) Have you checked? Yeah. We're, you know, we've had our charts read a couple of times and in general and the business yeah, and the business, like the birth of the business, we did her sign too. She's a triple Virgo, which mm-hmm. is so crazy. Wow. And, um, but Krista and I are kind of like perfect opposites, opposites yeah. to each other, which is so interesting. I'm Virgo sun, Gemini moon, Libra rising. Mm-hmm. And like we did our chart. So we laid them on top of each other and it was like, she fills in here. I fill mm-hmm. in here. And so I'm a Pisces sun, Virgo rising, Sagittarius moon. And all of the things just work out 
like perfectly. And it is fun. You guys should do it too for social media sisters, like see when the podcast was born and you can do her chart and kind of mm -hmm. see what the energy of your podcast and your brand is like. Um, so to know with almost 30 that I'm a Virgo rising, which means that's like what I'm learning to express in this world. That's how people see me. And mm -hmm. Lindsay's a Virgo son. That's like her innate. Um, yeah, that's super essence. interesting. Yeah. And our business is a Virgo. So it's like that Virgo wow. energy, which I didn't even connect with until mm -hmm. now. Totally. That's really what cool. What are your guys' signs? I'm a Leo. Love Leos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my favorite. I'm a Sagittarius. Ooh, my Sag yeah. moon is like, mm -hmm. do you feel like you're a Sagittarius? Oh, She's yeah. definitely a Sagittarius <laughs> and I'm definitely a Leo. Like we both like really fit. We send each other, you know, all the horoscope memes on Instagram. Yes. We're yes. like always DMing them to each other. We're like, totally me. And I'm like, for her <laughs> husband, it's like totally off. Yeah. My husband's an Aquarius and he doesn't match any of the really? Aquarius like traits at all. Have you yeah. done his rising and moon? I have, but I, for, I don't remember what they mm -hmm. are, but yeah, he must be like, more like, that fits more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause, cause we don't feel like we're our sun signs that much. Like I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm very Pisces to the world and she's not very Virgo. Mm -hmm. And so when we do the full chart of our rising and, and moon, it's been so helpful because that feels like more holistic. Like I connect with being a Sagittarius a lot. So mm -hmm. it's like, what parts of the chart do you feel like are more you than like what just as the sun is? Yeah. That's really interesting. You guys got to do human design. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's really into all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That is like what we're going to do next. I'm slowly <laughs> getting into it. Yeah. That was a good segue, actually. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, segue. Perfect. Into um, the types of content that you guys are creating. So yeah, first thing I wanted to ask you is if you guys were both always like spiritual and in tune with like different energies and like how to manifest things. Was that always something that you guys were thinking about or was it just like a recent thing once you started the business? Yeah, it definitely was not something I always thought about or understood, but um, I think, you know, if I really reflect back on even like childhood going into my teen years, and I'm sure you can relate where it's like this sensitivity that I really didn't know how to deal with and express um, definitely had something to do with me feeling energy and being an empath and I'm sure much more complicated than that, but I didn't really understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think my journey really began when I moved to LA, uh, New York kept me kind of like hard and, and on earth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, for, for quite distracted some time, too. distracted, it's super loud. Mm -hmm. And then coming out here, like just being able to be in nature, like, like that simple luxury really allowed me to connect more to, um, that which is greater, you know, for me, it just feels like it is God, it's source, it's universe. It's all the same thing to me. Um, so it's re been really cool. And the fact that we are able to have conversations on the podcast that, you know, help me to learn more about, um, energy, about, you know, different modalities of healing about source has just been so cool. Like I'm always, always learning and it's really been a, a beneficial, um, layer of my life, especially as I've stepped into, you know, creating a business with Krista, stepped into a new relationship. Like it just adds this layer of um, like trust in something that's greater than me, which has taken away a lot of my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for the business too, we started out more health and wellness. The first year of the podcast was like pretty much health and wellness. And um, we were nominated for an iHeart Award in 2018 for health and wellness and then 2019 for spirituality because, and that is not to like brag, but it just really shows like we've really transitioned to be more spiritual mm -hmm. because like when it really comes down to it, like if you're not good with your spirit and soul and like who you are on the inside, then nothing is good. You know, then your job won't be fulfilling because you don't believe you're worth it. Then you won't be eating the right way because you know, you haven't really looked at the reasons why you may be overeating or working out or, but your spirit and your soul connection is really what connects you to everything else in this world. And that's really the core of everything. So we've really leaned on spirituality because it's what we're so interested in. And the women of our community are just really waking up and they're really interested in the content. Yeah. I love that. And I love how like 
you mix also business into it. So it's all like intersecting. It, everything has like a reason for like what's happening in a business and how you combat obstacles. And also your paradigm digital series I saw, you're going to have a psychic and like yes. spiritual mentor. <laughs> yeah. That's so Natalie cool. Miles. Oh, Miles. She's yeah. Awesome. She's powerful. She's done like live, um, channeling so she'll do we've had her do in huge rooms of like 100 people or so and she'll get messages for certain people like she'll walk around the room with a microphone and point at someone and be like your plant charlie in the corner of your room needs you to talk to them more and then the person will be like oh my god i do have a plant in the corner of my room that's huge and i feel like he talks to me she says and channels the craziest things and so um, yeah, that's going to be a really fun one because it's going to help people reconnect with their intuition. You know, we all have our intuition. We all have gifts. It's just how much we want to slow down and pay attention to them. So mm. within that session, within the new paradigm series, we're just going to help people, um, to connect in and to slow down enough to hear their guides. Would you say that the podcast episodes with like spirituality, um, topics are your most popular? Mm-hmm. recently yeah. Yeah. as of late we've noticed that um that people are just so curious mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty cool to see and you know so many of our listeners are are not living in major cities where they have access to a sound bath on a sunday night or energy healing but they're feeling this pull and call to explore these modalities and um beliefs and um it's just really really cool to be able to facilitate that for them yeah, absolutely yeah have awesome. you been getting more specifically like now that everyone's in quarantine and has the time or like more time i guess or yeah. like they're just feeling anxious or stressed yeah. and they're looking to you guys for like help yeah maybe they're looking to us for help <laughs> um, but i do feel like you know during i just to the point of like content during this time you know content and quotes it's like we just need to make sure that we're sending the right message at the right time you know if everyone is home and they're feeling anxious and they're feeling like their routines are thrown off. They're not able to like go out, meet friends, hug people, connect. We need to figure out ways as a business to like serve these people in that way. So like, how can we make people feel less alone, feel less anxious, feel like they're still learning and growing during this time. So everything that we do is like now directed towards that and like helping people during quarantine. Because if we were sitting there and we were sharing a show that's like, go out and live the life of your dreams mm-hmm. and like go and do this and quit your job. And like, if you know, do all this thing, it's like, that's not relevant right now because people are losing their jobs. People <laughs> feel unsure and anxious. So like, how can we speak to that message to like calm and ground rather than like kind of launch everyone off with that message. So it's just really important to be current with your, con- with your messaging. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Great. You guys know. Yeah, I agreed. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk, we'll be talking more about your content and different um, types of content that you guys are putting out in a bit. Uh, But I actually want to talk about your podcast pro course. What made you decide to launch that? Mm, Yeah, I, I think, you know, within the last couple of years, we've just gotten so many questions um, from people who have wanted to start their own podcast. I mean, podcasting is just such an incredible, um, medium, especially for women, you know, to share their message. Um, and so we wanted to create a, a resource for people to be able to take their idea all the way to launch. And if they wanted to, you know, grow the show, we have resources for them if they want to monetize, because along the way, as we were creating the show, we just made, we made all of the mistakes and, um, but still we're able to create this really successful brand. And so we never want to like keep those secrets too close to us. Like it's, it's our pleasure to share it with people because podcasting has brought us so much joy and fulfillment. So um, yeah, that was, that was the inspiration behind your podcast pro. And it's been really cool to see people actually birth these brands and and these shows and and learn Mm -hmm. so much and be so fulfilled so that's been really really cool for us to follow their journeys Mm -hmm. and I like how you guys like with the podcast pro course you broke it out into different 
like people can buy certain at certain levels. I really love that because sometimes you have to buy the whole thing, you know, and you're like, okay, this part doesn't apply to me, but you guys broke it out into different levels like beginner or if someone's ready to monetize or they want to grow their brand. I love that. Yeah. It's such a different world in each of them. You know, mm, just right. to start a podcast is the whole thing. You guys know it's like a whole thing. You know, you have to get aligned with your idea, figure out your, sh- you know, there's just a lot. And so to grow and market is a whole nother ball game. You have to leverage different channels. You have to figure out your strategy. You have to do all this stuff to monetize is a totally different game. So it's just really important again, that you're sending the right message to the right people so that when it reaches them, that they can access it. Right. And what would you say to people who maybe are a little nervous to start a podcast or they feel like it's a lot of work or maybe it's saturated, but they, they're kind of interested. It can be challenging and it can be hard. And I guess technically it is saturated, but you know, what we try to emphasize is that no one is you and it sounds cheap, like kind of cheesy, but it's true. You know, if your intention is solid and your concept is strong, like trust that because it's coming from you and it's your voice, the right people will hear it. Um, and it really took consistency, commitment, um, and passion, you you know, like we, we've released at least one episode every week since we launched, which, blows me away. I'm like, how the heck did we do that? But you know, we were just, we never made it an option to not do that and to not get, and to give up. Like there was never a conversation about that. We just always felt pulled to, you know, the mission, um, and the vision for the brand and, and the message. So, um, I think if people are really clear about that intention and that message, it will always kind of pull them forward no matter how hard it gets. Right. And I like what you said about your own voice, because for example, like Gary Vaynerchuk has a totally different voice than Amy Porterfield, you know? So it's like, and they, they could talk about very similar things, but they're going to attract totally different audiences. Exactly. Very, very true. The voice is so important. And especially with the show, it's like your personality, you know, you can really let your personality shine, you know, when you have a show and that's your differentiator. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you guys got the podcast part down and then, then you started hosting digital workshops and retreats. Um, so when did you start to add those on and what made you do that? Like, was it your listeners who were asking for them or was it something you guys just wanted to incorporate and you thought people would be interested? Yeah, I think at first, you know, we did events and no one asked us to do events. We just started to, to host gatherings for people. We were like, we want to bring women together. We want to connect with them in person. And so we just hosted free events in people's backyards and free soul cycle rides when she was an instructor. And we really just tried to do whatever we could do for free to bring women together. Cause that was like the overall mission. Um, and so that grew over time. We went on tour and had events, you know, all over the country. No one asked us to go on tour, but we did. <laughs> and we did them at WeWorks because it was free and we brought together women again, just to connect in community. Cause that's, what's important. Um, and then for the retreat, we had our first retreat last year. We have a retreat again this year, fingers crossed. And yeah, the community was asking for that. And it's really just being in touch with what they're looking for, how to support them, and then also taking risks to take the brand to the next level. Like, okay, we've never done this before, but we can figure it out. We can make an experience that we would love to go to, that we would love to be a part of and create this retreat based on that. So I think a lot of it is like doing it before you're ready so that people can kind of see like, okay, they're out there. We met them in person. We want to connect with them. They're creating community. And then also listening to your audience when they're asking you to do something, of course, don't always listen. You need to maintain your sovereignty for sure. Cause that's why mm-hmm. you have the brand and not them, but it is really important to like understand what they're asking for and see if it's something you're interested to do. And retreat was definitely something we were excited to do. Yeah. It's awesome. It sounds like yeah. you guys have a very engaged community and loyal, loyal fans out there, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah for nice sure. Group. Yeah. Oh, I love that. They're not um, fans, they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like, so I work in an agency and I run um, a Facebook group for these AR creators and there's like 86,000 of them, but there's like a core 20 that I feel like I talk to all the time. Oh, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the brand. All you see is like an icon of the brand, but like, you know me. 
Totally. You're like, that's my girl. I, don't, yeah. I know exactly. I know exactly. And I'm pretty sure they think I'm a guy, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about with you guys was your Facebook group, super engaged community. Um, so like I said, my work is heavily focused on Facebook groups, community management and content strategy. I love the community aspects within these groups. It just feels like everyone's friends and they're supporting each other, trying to like lift each other up. It's like a really good energy. So I'm curious to know when you started your group, where were you at in your business and how did it grow and what kind of tactics would you recommend for people that are starting a Facebook group or people that have a Facebook group and just no one's engaging? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I love about our Facebook group um, is that it's like a really intimate touch point for us. So we're, you know, we're in the group and, and talking to them all the time. And so I do think it's a really cool way for people to build trust with their community, you know, no matter how big or small, um, by engaging. Um, and it, you know, we don't really at all use our Facebook group to necessarily sell anything. You know, it's really a place for us to just everyone be themselves, show up as they are, you know, whether they're having mm -hmm. a good day or a bad day, you know, find support, laughs, what, what have you. Um, and we started the Facebook group very soon after we started the podcast. We just felt the need to have that touch point with our community. You know, Instagram is definitely a place where we talk to our community, but we just wanted a place where we could have these conversations in private. So it's a private Facebook group um, for women are people who identify as women. And so like we, it was really important to us to create that safe space. Um, mm. And we've just heard from people that it's like, they're the only reason they keep Facebook around mm. because it is such a, a, a bright light for them. Um, yeah. yeah. And recently, I think in the past year, we redid all of the rules and all of the, um, sort of like we taught, we say internally about institutionalizing the Facebook group so that we could make sure that the conversations were positive and productive and, you know, we're in the vein of like helping people and being kind and courteous. And so we definitely maintain like strict rules in quotes, mm -hmm. like just to make sure that everyone is like on the same page. Like when you come to the almost 30 group, you are going to be kind, courteous, compassionate there's no slander, there's no bullying, there's no hate speech. And so that's one thing that, you know, for people that want to have groups, like just making sure that you're very tight about your rules and that you have moderators, like, you know, like you are like amazing moderators and people within the community that are going to enforce those rules because it's an extension of you. And so you don't want anyone in there that isn't on, isn't aligned with what your values and your brand is. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. And is it just sure. you guys that are moderators or do you also have, okay. Yeah, it got to the point cause the group is quite big now. Um, and we didn't want to have to be in the group 24 hours a day. Like the, the conversations are happening all the time. So, yeah. um, we felt like we wanted to activate our, um, ambassadors and really active members. So we have an ambassador program just as an aside. Um, that we started when we saw our community meeting up in person and we just wanted to empower them to do so more often and create a community where they were. So we've activated a handful of our ambassadors to be moderators in the group and they're well aware of the, you know, the expectations. And so they monitor the posts um, and it's worked really, really well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love the group. I'm in there like asking questions every other day. Oh, I love sometimes it's just there. like so such <laughs> random questions I'll have. I love like seeing you in there. <laughs> she makes fun of me because like I'll I'll ask her something like I don't know like what MacBook should I get? I'm like hold on, let me go ask the Facebook group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, why right. do you have to ask all your Facebook groups? I'm like because I need everyone's opinion. It's sometimes it's well, so funny. Sometimes I'll ask and I won't even like look for the answer. And I'm like, why did I even ask that? Like I'll be like best period remedy or best cramp period remedy. And they'll answer. And I'm like, I'm good now. <laughs> like I'm actually okay. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> so with all of these different things, podcasts, retreats, courses, can you tell us more about your content creation strategy for each thing? How do you go about creating content for each thing and, and keeping organized with everything? Hmm. Good question. Good question. We're actually really, um, 
really taking a closer look at, at the brand and everything that we do. And because we're new entrepreneurs, you know, we've never done this before. We've never started a business before. We've never, you know, done any of this. So all, a lot of times we're doing different things and we're experimenting. We're seeing what works. We're seeing what feels good. We're seeing what aligns with our community. So this then is a bunch of different arms of the business. This is the retreats. This is podcast pro. This is the courses. This is the series, you know, so we have a lot happening because we just want to learn and grow and, and see what feels really good for us. So, um, as far as like our overall strategy, I think we are, um, thoughtful about how can we best serve the community and what does that look like? So, um, for the retreat, that's a higher price point just because you're spending the night, you get food and beverage covered, you get healers covered, all these things. So there's only going to be a select amount of people within the community that, you know, can afford that and that can invest in that. So how can we support the people that don't have as much money? Maybe that's one of the workshop series that has a leader from the retreat doing a special workshop and then they can pay a much lesser price, but get a little bit of the experience. So we want to just find ways that are creative, that feel good as a brand to reach different people where they're at. And additionally, it's like, so we have some women within the community that are very spiritual and very interest, interested in spirituality. So there's some stuff that's going to resonate with them. We have some that is that are all about entrepreneurship and we have things like podcast pro that are going to really resonate with them. So, you know, feeling good, creating stuff that's in alignment with the girls, with our community. Um, and then as far as strategy, I think we could be better. I think, you know, we are as good as we can be right now for the size of our business, but I think we could be a little bit more thoughtful about it, but we're learning and growing and adjusting, you know, as, as we go. Yeah. Yeah. We're with you. We totally know. Right? <laughs> I mean, everyone, I feel like who is sitting here being like, we're amazing at our strategy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, also too, because social media is changing every day. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so you're like, hi, I have a fabulous plan for my strategy for six months. And then everyone's like, well, quarantine is going to happen. So you have to mm -hmm. change everything or TikTok's now hot. So you have to actually change everything. It's like, it's changing so quickly in this industry and I've been in this industry for a long time. So it's actually really hard to be strategic about things that are actually need to be very, very timely and relevant to like the collective conversation that's happening online. Yeah. So it is really more of a responsive game in that way, as much as we'd like to be strategic. Yeah. What would you say are your favorite content creation and organizational tools that you use online? like Canva or Asana, things like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we use um, Slack to manage the team and that helps with just kind of um, streamlining any creative process. And then take that one step further, we integrate Asana mm -hmm. um, so that we can keep track of every part of the creative process. We can, you know, manage approvals and edits through Asana um, and just manage timelines that way. So that's been super, super helpful. Um, we do use Canva for some quick projects. We just have to be careful of like staying on brands and making sure we're using our fonts and colors and just, you know, making sure that is as aligned as possible. Cause I think sometimes like Canva's amazing, but like I can kind of tell when people use Canva. Yeah. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that vibe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like being, being thoughtful about that, but I think it's an amazing tool. Yeah. We use later for scheduling our social mm -hmm. media team uses later for scheduling. Now they're doing that. And I think that's, we use some, you know, back end accounting stuff as well. Um, but I think that, Oh, Acuity for scheduling mm -hmm. guests yeah. is really good. We love Acuity. Mm -hmm. um, Zoho for managing internal business stuff, but I think that's it. We could so, be better. Yeah. So could we. Like yeah, I said. <laughs> we need to integrate it into one. I yeah. think you guys are like way better than we are We are right now with our organization, but she'll say it's mainly my fault. <laughs> she's, like de she's definitely the more organized one. Like, Wait, are you, who's older or younger? I'm older. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Youngers By are how much? usually not as, usually olders are organized. Oh no, she's like way more organized than I am. I think I might have like OCD, <laughs> so I might not be <laughs> just organized. I'm just like a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Oh, I love so that. So that's also why like we get into arguments sometimes in the podcast. I'm sure. She'll be like, this is not centered, like it needs to move over one millimeter. And I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, no, I don't like it. I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, you're like, whatever, just do it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we're totally opposites when it comes to that. I'm 26, by the way, because I heard you ask. Like, Baby girl. Like, yeah, I'm 31. 31, Patty. Awesome. I'm almost yeah. 30. Yes. <laughs> uh, not even close. Patty, didn't we work together? We were at Plant Fusion. With Plant Fusion, yeah. And I still work or, with them. They're actually ago. still one of my clients. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. So yeah, moving on to, well, we're going to still keep talking about um, content and things, but for organic mm-hmm. marketing specifically, do you have any tips for people growing their following um, from zero on Instagram, like whatever platform it is, um, some tips there. So this would be for someone that maybe doesn't have the budget, um, they're not able to run ads, but they want to try and consistently post and grow their following. Mm. Yeah. Um... I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I do think, like you said, consistency really, really helps um, Mm -hmm. so that your audience trusts you. And so if you could use a scheduling tool that like, if that fits in with your current schedules, because sometimes people say, well, like, I don't have time. So if you can batch content, you know, whether it's shooting content or collecting memes specifically we found in the beginning were so incredible for shareability Mm -hmm. and growing our reach um and just with engagement people are always commenting on the memes um but i think that's that's really important the consistency and um, i think just getting clear on you know whether you have like an aesthetic or you don't you know like are you a brand that um leverages like fun behind the scenes videos every once in a while just whatever really works and feels true and authentic to your brand, being consistent with that um, is really, really important. Yeah. Love that. And I also would say like, I guess, so I think about two things. So if you're a business that is looking to grow your social media following, it's like, you don't have to have a social media following to make money as a business. And I sometimes think that businesses focus on the wrong things. So if you're a business that has a product that has an audience that you can reach through email marketing, through Facebook ads, through um, paid search, whatever it is, I definitely think there's other outlets that you're better off spending your time doing than trying to grow an Instagram following because for if you're looking to get return on revenue, because Instagram followings don't lead to sales really at all. You know, I think it's a really nice thing for a brand to have a really strong social media presence, but I don't think it really makes you any more profitable. Um, but you know, if someone wants to grow from zero on Instagram, I think Lindsay's point about shareability is really important. And I think having a humanness around whatever it is that you're doing. So say you are a brand, I think really making it more human by letting them know who's on the team, who's the founder, who, what's their story. And just really making it more of an emotional experience than like going to some page for a brand and seeing like all the brand colors and information about the brand because it's always like what's in it for me like what is in it for this person that is coming to your page to follow it's really hard to grow your following organically nowadays so you really have to think what's in it for them what is in it for someone to come to your page will they get tips will they get inspired will they feel connected to you or will they just see a picture of like a product you know, you have to be thoughtful about that. So I think that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. yeah. Definitely on the same page. Yeah. And you preach the whole following. Does that's it exactly, always matter? That's like, exactly what I was about to say. There like, you go. That. Because we get matter. like, yeah. I, and I get people who, um, clients who want to work with me and stuff. And they're like, we need to grow the following. We need to grow the following. Like Why? they're so concerned about that. Exactly. And I'll be like, don't worry about the following. And even people who have maybe hundreds of thousands of followers, you will look at their posts and they get like 10 likes per post, you know, no comments at the end of the day. It just does not matter. Totally. totally. know exactly what you're talking about. And um, like you said, you probably will get more ROI with the paid side. So we talk a lot about Facebook ad strategies on this podcast. And I actually got one of your ads the other day for the Paradigm Digital series. It came, I was like scrolling. I'm like, oh, there they are. I got the ad. Are you running any other ads? Can you tell us a little bit about your ad strategy and maybe things that you've learned along the way? Mm, That was a simple boosted post. So that that much of a strategy. Um, I know very little about 
Facebook ad strategy, but we actually work with a partner um, that helps us do Facebook ads. So the first Facebook ads we did were for Podcast Pro in January. And um, it was really, really great for us to get in cold leads, you know, mm -hmm. people that don't know us, but are interested in starting a podcast. So Facebook ads were perfect for that. It was really, really helpful. And then, you know, ever since I've been like a little bit addicted to it, I, um, now want to advertise everything on Facebook ads, especially since there's been such a decrease in the amount of ads, you really can get like a higher um, CPM. Oh, right now they're so cheap. Yeah. So cheap. We're getting, it's crazy. So we're just, I'm addicted. So um, our strategy now is just to be thoughtful about what we're going to promote and when and find creative ways to do it. And I would say that using selfie ads is probably our most successful way to do our Facebook ads, you know, sending a selfie video of whatever we're promoting to our Facebook ads team and then having them uh, distribute those appropriately. We don't spend so much money. You know, I think there's people that spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars on mm -hmm. Facebook ads. Our spend is very, very, very low compared to others, but we're just starting to get into the space. Yeah. It's definitely addicting. Like I, I run a lot of Facebook ads for different clients and it can just be, that addicting to test different audiences test different creative and you're in there all the time checking the numbers like and especially now like you said it's so cheap so cheap it's so, amazing that, yeah it's it is addicting you're like oh my god how many did we get you know it's like right like, yeah <laughs> seeing the clicks coming in or the emails coming in yes that's awesome keep it up well thanks definitely well, keep you it did, up you did ads you can do our you can do our next round. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So tell us, what are the next goals for Almost 30? Hmm. Great question. I, it's just interesting with what's going on in the world and mm -hmm. having to pivot in order to serve the community in the best way possible. So um, I think they're always kind of shifting and evolving. Um, right now, we are, you know, focusing on on digital content and building out that part of almost 30. We're also just like revisiting the core of the business, which is the podcast. So how can we make the podcast the best it can be? And what content does our audience want to hear? Um, how do we tighten up the show? Um, how do we introduce new, you know, elements of the show? We're going to involve the community more, which is really cool. So I think this time has really made us think about like the kind of the basics around yeah. almost 30 and how we can really um, build and let those evolve. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day. I don't know if you guys listened to how I built this, but they were interviewing the um, founders of sweet green. So there's three of them. And right now they said that they're also like going back to basics. They're like, we literally sat in a room with a whiteboard and we were like, if Sweet Green were to start over today, like what would we do differently in this time that mm -hmm. we're in? Because they opened it. Love that. Like, 2010 or something. Wow. But yeah, it was really interesting. I love that. That's a good one. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, that's their, yeah, that's such a great brand. And I, I love that sentiment. I think it's good for any brand or any business or any person just to kind of every once in a while pull back and be like, okay, slow down. Mm -hmm. what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I want to do? How do I do it? You know, just kind of thinking very mm -hmm. clearly about like how you're showing up in your life in your right. business and your relationships and like really being honest about that. And I think, you know, for us as a business, we do that very often, but I think, I think doing practices like that more frequently together would be really beneficial. So I love that. Yeah. You just get stuck in the day to day. Sometimes you don't yes. have the time to like, just stop and reevaluate what you're doing, what your goal is. Completely. You know? yeah. Do you guys batch record or do you record like every week? Um, we batch record for the most part. Um, we do try to keep our intros as relevant as possible. So we record those on a weekly basis about two weeks in advance, but it's, you know, we were traveling so much, so we really had to batch record and I'm actually really grateful that we did, um, because now with what's going on, we can't see people in person. So we do have interviews scheduled oh, yeah. are, are already done for a couple months. So it's great. Awesome. We need to be better about batch recording. <laughs> we batch recorded one time and it we was did the two best. episodes. We got episodes. through like one month and didn't have to meet. Yeah. <laughs> you guys live together, right? Or no? No, we don't. Okay. So she lives in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah, right? So she's about 45 minutes from me. So it's it. tough. We do, we do mostly Zoom 
um, recordings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when we can meet up and we'll we'll like say we'll batch record, but we really, we did it once. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got to do it and just crush like a month. You could totally do it. Mm -hmm. You'll feel so good. Yeah. Whatever works for you guys. Like sometimes I wish like it was that simple where yeah. we just like once a week we're like okay and then we edit and then it's out yeah but- no i'd rather batch record for sure yeah. we just need to find the time to do it you know totally <laughs> well all right so let's get into our quick fire round you guys didn't get a chance to see us on your doc because we like to surprise our guests at the end Ooh. we'll ask you a few different questions we're going to alternate just give us your thoughts that come up off the top of your head so first question do you think this TikTok boom from being in quarantine is going to last once we go back to normal? Do you think yes. it's a phase? No, I think TikTok's here to stay for a bit. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a move away from Instagram to TikTok. I kind of think TikTok's gonna I think Instagram's kind of gonna become the Facebook. Cause it's like people don't look at pages anymore. They don't look at anyone's like feed. Mm-hmm. People don't really. Mm-hmm. It's just like what comes up in your news feed or your yeah, stories. Yeah, like no one scrolls. Like people just look at mm-hmm. stories and. Yeah. Yeah. What I do you know? Think? I don't. Uh, I think I it's a fad. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want it to be. I mean, yeah. pre- Jesus, I do not want it to be, but I kind of right. do. Yeah, I don't know what I think. I think at the beginning, I thought it was going to be a fad, and I definitely thought it was like younger. Mm. But I feel like more and more like people in their thirties or our age are getting on there. Cause they feel pressure from the young people. It's crazy. Young people actually yeah. rule the world. They rule in a weird way. Uh, our dad is on it now. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I need to so there's that. <laughs> yeah. He, oh my God. Yesterday he sent us like five TikTok links in our group chat. He's like, oh my God, look at this TikTok. Look at this TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, wow. get off TikTok, please. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Okay. Next question. Can you guess each other's favorite desserts? Or do you First, know them? The ice cream. Which, what is it? Ice Hers cream. is coffee ice cream. Oh, coffee. coffee ice cream. What's yours? I feel like um, the chocolate avocado thing from Erwan. No, no. Like, puppy chow. <laughs> oh, puppy chow. Jesus puppy Christ. Chow. Do you guys have puppy chow? No. It's the best. What is it's it? It's so good. It's checks. It's checks uh, cereal with chocolate and peanut butter drizzled. drizzled. And oh, then powdered sugar. sugar. I think Ooh. I've heard of it, but I've never had it. And then oh, you shake it in like a And yeah. you eat a whole you eat a whole bag at once. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That's mine. Your favorite dessert? Yeah. Tiramisu. Chocolate chip cookies? No, I like um lava cakes. Chocolate lava, lava cakes. cakes. Wow. I would not have guessed that. What's your patty? Yeah. What what's mine? Oh, you like brown yellow mode. Yeah, I guess I would say that. <laughs> or um, half-baked Ben and Jerry's. Oh, yeah. Ugh, the best. Oh, classic. The best. Mm-hmm. All right. What are your current favorite podcasts to listen to? Brene Brown, Unlocking Us. Yeah. It's really good. Mm. I have been sort of taking a break from it mm-hmm. um, for a while. So I'll kind of listen to random things when I see or my friends that you know I want to support but dissect is a good one Justin showed me dissect they break down different music albums and they just did lemonade so no, cool. you would like that yeah yeah you would really like that one song exploder is another one song exploder mm-hmm. and then um rich roll was someone I loved uh Tim Ferriss is great I actually will watch Joe Rogan every once in a while I feel like mm-hmm. he's, he's very he's a good good journalist so I'll listen to that one too I haven't listened to his. I see like people talk about his podcast everywhere. I still haven't listened yeah. to it. I'll have to check like, it out. Biggest podcast in the world, pretty much. Oh, well. <laughs> Definitely have to check it out then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Have you guys watched Tiger King? And what is one word you use to describe it? I have. Yes. And I say troubled. I'm troubled. You did, but you didn't watch it, right? I watched it with you. Oh, you watched, she watched like a snippet while I was watching. I watched the whole thing too. What, yeah. What's your word? Crazy. Good one. Unnecessary. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Period. Lindsay, did you watch it? Yeah. I just thought it was like, you know, sad. It's like, yeah. and I was also kind of like pissed at Netflix because I'm just like, you could have, 
I, I knew it was just for entertainment. I was going to say, did like, you feel it was like yeah. exploitative? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like I, we talked about it in an intro and I was, I just want them to like do a follow-up where we focus on the real issues instead mm-hmm. of just being like, isn't this crazy? Isn't this mm-hmm. like so wild that this is happening? And mm-hmm. these, I just like couldn't this. watch it. Yeah. I, I yeah. just couldn't watch it. If you didn't work on a podcast together, what type of business would you both own in your dream world? This is the dream world, yeah. baby. This is my dream world, <laughs> True. To be honest. This is my dream. This is my dream business. I don't know what I told my therapist that like last weekend, I was like, if I had $250 million today, I would still do this, but I would make it easier. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a big house. I know I'd still do it. I'd have a big house and I'd just like yeah, make it easier, mm-hmm. you know, like add more team members like so yeah I or do something you know we'd always be in the public probably like with acting or you know something Mm -hmm. like that so but yeah we we love it I can't see us doing anything besides podcasting maybe something animal related if we have to choose something like traveling related or traveling related yeah maybe being tiger queens (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe that's our calling that's your calling (laughs) Okay, the last question. IGTV or YouTube, which do you prefer to watch videos on? YouTube, YouTube. all day. YouTube is love. Yeah. yeah, same. She would agree. My favorite medium. I watch YouTube more than I watch like TV. Same. Who do you like? I just watched a lot of like lifestyle vloggers and um Sammy yeah. Robinson. Okay. Um this girl, Audrey I forget her last name. Like a bunch. Ashley Brooke. Ashley Brooke. No, I'm going to look those people up. I love YouTube. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't watch YouTube as much as you. I'll like call her and she's like, I can't talk. I'm watching my YouTube videos. She makes like her <laughs> oh, playlist of videos that she has to catch up on. I'm like, okay. I definitely watch choose? more Netflix than YouTube. Okay. If I had to choose between IG or IGTV or YouTube, YouTube. Love, it's yeah. also so easy to just go and search like how to do this, how to set up this. You know? Totally agree how to edit a video. It's just mm-hmm. everything. Totally agree. Oh, I love that. YouTube for life. YouTube for <laughs> life. All right. Well, that concludes our quick fire rounds. Thanks for answering our questions. Um, so before we sign off, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you online and anything you want them to know about you? Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you can listen to almost 30 anywhere you listen to podcasts just search almost 30 um on instagram we're super active and we love talking to the community there so at almost three zero podcast um and then your podcast pro is our uh various offerings to help you start grow and monetize your dream podcast and that's your podcast pro.com um and information and um access to all of our events digital events coming up you can go to almost30podcast.com and it's all there and i'm at Lindsay simsick on instagram and i'm at it's krista yeah we appreciate it this was so yeah, much thank fun. you so much for having us love some yeah. sister vibes so thank glad you to see coming you on the show talking at patty <laughs> tbt <laughs> yeah it was great meeting you guys thank you so much we appreciate you taking the time of course you're welcome anytime bye guys bye guys bye.